2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. This is the flagship show. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and today I'm joined by two men who are so corporate that they've just had a catch-up over a cappuccino and are calling this a conference call. So touching base with us today is Joe Fairs and Rich Woodward. How are you both? Good to see you, Should Mikey. Should we take this offline?
0: Yeah, we'll take this offline. Where uh, We'll... um. I've got a few calendar appointments to sort out as well for bit, the rest of the season as well. Bit of as yeah, well.
4: Synergy, a bit blue sky thinking as well. Yeah, synergy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just
3: uh, can you smarten smarten the audience up on why I'm calling you corporate?
0: I don't know, can Mikey. We... I, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. What? Is it because we're well spoken? Because of our facial hair? I don't know. Um, yeah, I was uh, I, I was uh, 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 invited to corporate yesterday, and and Joe's a frequent flyer there. He's in the VIP lounge usually. Um, so I was uh, I was bringing the standard down, um, and very much enjoyed it. Three course meal, Mikey. Um, Half time snack, post match snack. Got to meet the man of the match. More on that later mm. on. All very well, nice. I suppose
3: that, that's that's probably a good good place to start. What were the three courses pre game?
0: The formation and uh, the formation for the meal was uh, a mushroom soup to start with, Joe. Um, yeah, and yeah, then the
4: lasagna um, for the main.
0: Oh, the carb overload for the main lasagna with. Garlic bread Chips. wedges and side salad, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a lemon tart, Mikey. That's what you want at the football.
3: a oh, lemon best... tart was nice, actually. Was nice cla- little yeah, palate yeah. cleanser. Not
0: too big as well. It's perfect size.
4: <laughs> and Then a nice millionaire shortbread at half time. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. That, there's well.
3: What was that? That
1: goes one of my was questions. It, play, uh, right? it was a
0: biscuit, Joe. There was a nice little border oh, yes. biscuit yeah. and, a, and a, a cup of tea. And biscuit. Johnny Walk um, throughout as the compare and Brian Hamilton came in as well. Johnny Ward was hilarious. Basically, really miffed the fact that a club the size of Ipswich is playing League One football. Uh, sorry, re- League One. Well, generally, League One football, but round one of the FA Cup was um, brought out quite a lot by uh, him in conversation with Brian Hamilton. He was, um, yeah, reminding us how 1956 Hastings four 0 I think we heard that about five times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah slumming yeah. it now.
3: Uh, Joe, do you mind uh, describing uh, what? what parts of the ground were open and what decisions were made and if there was any problems uh, for those of us part-time fans that
4: weren't there? Oh, I, I, I don't know exactly where it was open, but from where I was sitting, the south stand lower was open. The north stand lower was full. I think the south stand upper may have been, but I, I can see was, there. that yeah. was cash turnstiles. And then the sort of bottom two tiers of the East of England co-op stand and then the bottom tier of the Portman stand... I don't know what they're called. These, is it the Cobold stand that one yeah. these days? And then the away fans above them. So effectively, the North Upper, the Britannia Upper, uh, mm. sort of going back through the through the annals of time. But all the upper areas were closed, apart from the South Stand Upper. I think the church a I think the Churchman's really.
0: Upper was open in case people were spilling in on the day. I think. From what I remember reading on Twitter, quite a lot of the lower areas, particularly Town, I think, and co-op, sold quite well. There were just pockets of single seats, so I think they probably had the upstairs of... I have to call it Churchmans, otherwise I will get abuse off Mullet. Um, I think that was open and people were spilling into that, but as yeah, Jay said, we were kind of underneath that, couldn't really see. Couldn't see from my leather seat with arms on it in the lower tier of the south. Stand Mikey. But
4: there, but there was 11,500 <laughs> there, which wasn't a bad attendance, I didn't think. Good, good away that, following, yeah, yeah. there was a decent... 11, uh, 1,100 of them, I think, yeah. That's where our sort of attendances were going under before the change of manager, really, wasn't it? We, mm-hmm. we could have been having these sort of attendances as a regular basis, so... I think it Did, leaked...
0: Didn't it leak to the EADT that we were seriously considering closing the top tiers of the stands behind the goal had things worked out a little bit
4: worse? I think that, yeah, there, we'll there was some chance. If, if one was sharp, maybe not both of them, but... The
0: north, maybe, without the... Because you've got the bar in the south of New York, so Yeah. Yeah. So.
4: well
3: I'm sure I'm sure when we draw spurs at home in the third round all of the stands will be open. Um but yeah let's let's go back in time a little bit and discuss the news. Not a lot really happened in between your midweek show and the game rich. Um it was confirmed that our game against Oxford has uh, been postponed that was fully expected and let's not go down that rabbit hole again. Uh, Flynn Downs and Andre Di Zell have been included in the England under 20 squad for games against Portugal and Iceland. And just going to throw this one at you, Joe. Which of the two do you think is most likely to get a game for the England under 21s in the future?
4: I think it'll be Flynn Downs at the moment because... Generally, the sort of age groups stay the same up until the under 20s. The same players come through, but generally, once you get to under 21s, you're not going to get in that squad unless you're playing a lot of senior football. There's a couple of exceptions. I think Mark, is it Mark Gaye, the Chelsea centre back? He doesn't play a lot of senior football, but he's in, is in the under 21 squad. But generally, it's players that are performing in the in the actual league that gets called up to those squads, unless they've been exceptional through the age groups and are in the system. But if you're at a team like Ipswich and you're not playing regularly, you're not going to play for England under 21s.
0: How many League One players are there in the under 21s, Joe? It feels like yeah. he'd be a bit of an outlier. Yeah, he's playing first team football, right? But yeah, I wonder whether yeah, there's, it's there's a stigma. Premier
4: League players, really. I'd, I haven't I haven't looked at the squad in great detail, but it's sort of Premier League and top end Championship players. Really, you're going to struggle from League One to get in there.
3: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't suggesting that either of them were going to get a call up this season, but. Let's say that we do get promoted, which I was asking, which one do you think had the best chance of getting in the squad in the championship? And I guess your answer stays the same, Flynn Downs. So staying on the subject of young players, on Friday it was announced that Corian Darber and Bailey Clements are going out on loan to Hemel Hempstead. Um, good news for those two, Rich?
0: Yeah, I think certainly for, for Corian Darber, who's, who's, you know, the end. we've talked about his end of last season where he was kind of on the cusp of a first team appearance and then had a bit of a, an, a nightmare into the season with the under-23s. So I think he was set to go to Chelmsford, wasn't he, Joe? And then that move kind of got vetoed, I think. Um, yeah,
4: financial reasons.
0: And I think uh, for Bailey Clements, I think it's um, it's just more competitive football. I don't think he's had that experience yet. I think he's quite well thought of in the under-23s. I think he might have capped a few under-23 games. Um, so I think it's just minutes for him. Um, though, sadly, that move happened Thursday, Friday last week, and I think both of them were told they're going to start, they're going to play, and uh, Corey did, but um, Bader Clemens was on the bench, so that, that move might not last long if they don't give him minutes. Um, but they got they got B by Braintree. They've got Sammy Moore there, who's ex-ITFC, isn't he? I think he he played once for us, Joe. Sunderland away, I, th- I seem to recall. There well, was a,
4: it was a I think it was a cup or was a league Wimbledon game. or something.
0: Oh, I can't remember. Yeah,
4: but he uh, he he played for Wimbledon for a number of years after leaving. Mm-hmm. Us, but he was part of the team that won the Youth Cup back in 2005.
0: But they, I think, they both you know at this point, Mike, they can only go to to non-league teams anyway. I think. Competitive yeah. minutes is good. We, we're we kind of seeing Luke Wolfen, I guess, is the is the name at the moment that has gone through that. Um, got minutes, again, to be fair, at Swindon as well in the league. Um, and maybe that's the destination for Bailey Clements after this one, Corey Darva. similar to um, Barry Cotter. I think it's about getting maybe your head back in gear and, and, and regrouping to hit the under-23s again. Because I think at the moment, I don't know whether Joe agrees with this, I think Bailey Clements has probably got the better chance out of the two of them to be making first team football for us this season Um, it seems a strange one with Colchester only being on Tuesday night, I wonder whether both of them might have had a go on that one given we'd rotated so severely for Lincoln but anyway, yeah, you hope they get minutes and you hope it builds the confidence and they come back and can knock on with us
3: Absolutely and in news more predictable than Ipswich failing to win an FA Cup tie is that the Ipswich women's team swept aside Basildon at the gold star ground. No issues for them was it? ended 5-0 um, that was an FA Cup first round game as well and few would, against, few would bet against them supplementing their fine league form with a cup run as well so well done to the Ipswich women So, yeah, speaking of the FA Cup first round Lincoln with the visitors for Ipswich Town as we played in the first round of the competition for the first time since the 1950s as you've already, already mentioned Hastings,
0: 4-0 I think John Moore Hastings, mentioned it.
3: Uh, Do Hastings play a direct style of football?
0: I, I could, we we didn't get that information, actually, Mikey. Was, sure.
3: I've,
4: I've heard the game was a big battle. <laughs> yeah, a t- 10-6-6 formation. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's poor, isn't it?
3: Uh, <laughs> as expected, Paul Lambert shuffled the pack for this one with only Will Norris in goal, keeping his plays from the winner, Rochdale. And it looked like a 4-3-3, um, that he lined up with with Norris in goal, Dunasien coming back in out of the cold from right back, Miles Kenlock similarly at left back, Wilson and Toto Enciala at centre back. And then it looked like a midfield three of Downs, who obviously First didn't play against Russell. Yeah, Dazelle and Emmy Hughes. Yeah. Um, Giorgio and Dobra looked like they were gonna play either side of Will Keane, But as you just alluded to, Joe, that's not really what happened, was it?
4: No, no, it started 4-4-2 with Andre Dazelle on the right, Downs Hughes in the middle, Giorgio on the left and Dobra up front with Will Keane and it didn't really work. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get
3: on to that. Lincoln's team, they only made two changes um, which seems surprising in a way but...
4: um, It should should be the norm really, shouldn't it? Yeah, but it's
3: it's sad that I was surprised by by that um, because they've got They've got a big se- they're Like they've got a lot to play for this season as well. Like they're not
0: not one away not, yet, Mikey, under uh, Appleton. So I wonder whether right. that was a factor. Kind of thought, well, mm-hmm. let's boost a bit of confidence winning away. Um, and obviously, they take the FA Cup more seriously than we do. After the last few years, they don't. Had they it. don't have
4: a game next week either.
3: So, oh, okay, fair play. So they they had Vickers in goal. Um, is it Toffolo at left back? That's sure. A good night. I think
4: he's ex-Norwich, isn't he? Okay. Boo.
3: Another ex-Norwich player at centre-back, Jason Shackle, um, an ex-Ipswich player playing centre-back. Now, that, to me, seemed weird. Callum Connolly um, started at Ipswich on loan as a right-back, played most of the time as a centre-midfielder. Now he's playing centre-back. Bit, bit of the James Breeze going on there. Um, Erdley was at right-back. So they were playing a four-two-three-one, I think, uh, with O'Connor and Morel in front of the back four, Hesketh on the left, Payne... In the number ten role, wearing number ten, Andrade on the right behind Walker, the son of Des Walker. Am I right on that one? Yeah, Yeah.
4: scored as many goals yesterday as Des Walker did in his whole (laughs) career.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think Hesketh
0: and Payne, to be fair, uh, switched around. Mike, you think interchangeable? Hesketh ended up in the ten position. I think having okay, um, only checked that on Twitter, having not physically seen that with my own eyes because I was too busy kind of trying to forced the, the lemon tart down it was it was still kind of not really excelling at that point
3: <laughs> wonderful so let's move into the action and with town going for a first win in the cup in just under a decade the first half was pretty flat will keen had an angled shot saved in the 11th minute and it's quite obvious that we're playing 4-4-2 at this stage uh dobra gets himself booked in the thir- 33rd minute with a typical sort of lungy tackle chasing back um but 8 minutes before half time we go behind and can you talk us through this one rich
0: yeah it's a it's a, it's a lovely, lovely goal um a quick break down our left hand side i think it's Andrade who's um, who's in down the right um and in all kinds of space to be fair i'm not sure where kenlock is at this point um it's a he sweeps the kind of cross into the middle of the area and it just happens to fall straight into the path of tyler walker who again sweeps it Nice thing at the near post and and beyond Norris. To me, um, there's an off it's offside. I can't see who's in the right back situation there. If VAR is looking at this one, Mikey, I think I think he's got a kneecap offside um, in my book. Um, but it's a really quick goal, not really quick. Yeah, not an armpit today. Fingernail, toenail. Uh, really nice finish. He he lets himself down with a really. Petulant celebration in front of the north Sun He kind of cups his ears, and I, I, yeah. I hate when you know. Unless you're being booed or jeered, no one gives a crap about Tyler Walker. You're Jamie, let's be
4: you're Jamie Vardy,
0: yeah, Vardy does it to everyone. I'm not a fan of that celebration, to be honest. Um, but so really nice Va-
3: Vardy is usually getting all sorts of abuse from the home fans, isn't he? So he's you can kind well, of justify it. Yeah, but, you're, but you're asking yeah, for it, aren't you? one. I did wonder whether there was something going on there because I remember Nugent doing it at Portman Road back when he was with Preston. That's because he'd well, done was, an awful yeah. foul on Cito. Well, there's a narrative um, with, with Nugent, wasn't there? I, you know,
0: I think I think he might. Have, someone must have posted it. I think he might have done that when he scored for Forrest against us as well a few seasons back. Yeah, that rings a bell. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it, Mikey, but it was a it was a nice goal, nice nice move, kind of counter attacking move. Um, they had the better of the ball. We'd had a couple of bits and pieces, but it was no surprise when they scored to me, and 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 half time wasn't too shortly after that, and. Yeah, I'm trying to look back through my notes. I've got... <laughs> Joe knows all about the Dobro kind of challenge there. He kind of tried to do something smart, <laughs> lost the ball, and then dived in on... I think it was Walker, actually. I think he dived in on clear yellow card. But with, that was... We only got one foul from the referee in the first half. The referee was not popular yesterday.
4: I thought we didn't get any. I thought it... I think read that there was a booking for... Not a single free kick. But that Heskethon we Kenner, advantage when he... Yeah. played yeah. yeah, okay. advantage on that, so we didn't yeah. get one free True. kick for yeah. the whole half. But and not, then Yeah. Right at the start of the second half, this stat had been sort of circulated at half time, and within 20 seconds of the start of the half, we got a free kick. So, (laughs) (laughs) ironic cheers
3: galore at that stage. Um, I I was just going to say, Joe, did you have any observations from the first half? Were you disappointed? I mean, were you disappointed by the lineup?
4: Yeah, I was very disappointed. I I expected it, but I still. I saw Stuart Watson did a big piece in the paper today about the FA Cup. It's it's 15 ties where we haven't won one. We're in the first round against Lincoln. We've got massive gaps in our season. Try and win the game. Yeah, make make some changes. Try and get some players fit. But at the moment, we talk about, oh, we've got 60 games this season. Well, we're not going to have that because we get knocked out of the cup straight away. Or we need players to get fit. Rotate the squad a bit more in the games because just making ten changes, chucking them all in cold, playing there. If if this is how we're going to treat cup ties, (laughs) why bother even entering the competition? It's it's a bit of a joke, really. We should be looking to win these games and trying to keep the momentum going, doing something. And like, obviously, I don't really like it, but the fact we've got a replay, I think it's exactly what we deserve. Having (laughs) an extra game, play the system.
3: Yeah, I saw one of the players
4: last night, but. I was in Accra and one of the players walked in and I was chatting to the guy that owns it and he came over and said oh are you looking forward to the replay and his reply was f that. So. <laughs>
0: but to Joe's point Mikey about the lineup it took it took us about 25 30 minutes to figure out who each other were it, I think Ken Lock was probably okay Desau and Hughes you know you'd expect as better players to be on the ball quite a lot but none Keane was he had the chance there was a few crosses that flew across the area that you should have got on the end of, but it just no one looked familiar. No one looked like they knew what they did. You know, Dynastien mm-hmm. down the right, just out of position, constantly drifting in centrally as he tends to do. Um, and and that's that's more the point, I think, is, as well as just giving two fingers up to the FA Cup, as we do. There's more rotation, which we're starting to bemoan a little bit. Um, this is a great example of it just, you know, if, if Lincoln had anything about them, they would have been 2-3 up in the first half the fact is they weren't Walker missed a, I think an easy header and yeah I'm just pissed off because the replays what, none of us wanted none of us wanted it at all mm. unless, unless Christmas is a bit an annoying away day for some people and they wanted to tick off Lincoln off their 91 or 92 then you've which got the next job which uni. is what Rich wants to do I'm now mulling it over you know <laughs> so there's a potential there but you know no one wins yesterday with a replay uh,
1: hockey
3: literally uh, that, absolutely yeah you're spot on. Um, we didn't make any changes at the start of the second half. Dizel um, and Dobro, I think, switched around, exa- Joe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So Dizel then moved into the number 10 position, which isn't one that you think really suits Dizel,
4: is it, Joe? Um, I think parts of it suits him, sort of getting on the ball and trying to turn. He, he does play better from deeper, but I think I think he'd be a good 10 in the way he gets on the ball and actually makes things happen, like the assist to Jackson on Tuesday night was from effectively that 10 position where he gets close and sort of plays a ball for a really tight gap and does it. So I think it worked quite well. This is a sort of formation I've been saying I'd I'd like us to try. And it was that sort of proper 4-3-3 with Giorgio to the left of Keane, Dobra to the right, Dazelle behind him. And those three supported Keane so much better in the second half. In the first half, we just were not getting bodies around Keane at all. He was really isolated, even though we were supposedly playing 4-4-2. We just were not getting anyone around Keane so second half we actually played quite well I think in sort of in patches and deserved what we got out of the game.
3: Okay so on on 59 minutes there was some excitement as the ball uh, fails to drop in the box for Keane, Lincoln quickly counter and Norris eventually has to make a good save at the feet of Walker, not sure whether he'd have cupped his ears in front of the Churchmans or not. Um, Gwion Edwards then comes on for Dobber a few minutes later and we twice get decent crosses that just evade Will Keane in the box the first from Flynn Downs and then the second one from Emmy Hughes um, but on 75 minutes it looks like tie over and it's Toto Nsiala again giving away a penalty joke can you talk us through it?
4: Um, well, I've, I've been sort of... Without using the criticize. word clumsy, Joe. Don't use the I've word clumsy. I've criticised Encialla quite a lot this season and sort of in recent times about how he gives away too many free kicks, too many penalties by diving in. But I did feel he was pretty unlucky with this yesterday because mm. he doesn't really dive in. He, is, he should do a bit better, but he doesn't really dive in. I don't think he touches him at all. And Heskiv just chucks himself up in the air as sort of a bit of a swan dive and lands on the floor. And not with Encialla... Normally, I don't give him the benefit of the doubt and sort of say, oh, well, he's given the ref a decision to make. But I do think this was incredibly hard. And I think the free kick should have been going the other way over a yellow card for Heske for the dive because it, it wasn't a foul, that one. But it's Encialla. he's Maybe the reputation with the fans is the same mm. as with the referees. And he does seem to get punished for everything he does. He's not a particularly... He's mm. about as subtle as a punch in the face. But.
3: Yeah, to, to me, to me, it looked like um, Enciala was wary of giving away a penalty in that situation and he sort of holds himself back and it was possibly that indecisiveness that gave Hesketh the opportunity to buy the foul or not foul whatever you want to call it um maybe he's then- a bit
0: I think he might be a bit slow to because Hesketh sharply turns in inside him mm-hmm. and maybe that catches into the other out because actually if he faces up to Hesketh he can just block him he's running straight at him Hesketh's quite cute I think Joe's right in the fact that Enciala maybe doesn't really know what to do um, I think he leaves a bit too much of himself out there and yeah Hesketh makes the most of it as Joe said I just think it's yeah it's maybe a, a lack of brains maybe on Enciala's part to get yeah, in the, that the situation yeah the
4: rest straight at it and well, I don't know I, I, I think he was unlucky but he seems to be unlucky quite a lot in yeah. these situations so
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Mm. But But then what happens with the penalty, Jay?
4: Tyler Walker steps up. Will Norris, who, according to Jordan Mitchell, who I spoke to in the, who was another one in the corporate area yesterday, whose wife went to school with Will Norris's brother, he has got an excellent record at saving penalties. I think it's something like six in nine he saved for, for Wolves. And this one, he sort of makes himself big, keeps banging the crossbar, which is a bit sort of like a gorilla mating call, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tyler Walker, it, it's, it's one of those ones keeper goes the right way and all of a sudden it's not a good penalty it's a good height for the keeper he palms it down but not just that. he gets up quickly and walker does put the second effort wide but i think norris getting right up in his face there really put him off had he got up a little bit slower walker would have had a much easier chance to finish that and yeah really good really good save really good goalkeeping
3: and then four minutes later rich what happens
0: there? Wow! Four minutes later, Mikey, we're, uh, we've 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 been up, up and up off out of our leather chairs once <laughs> of, in seventy-five minutes and seventy-nine minutes. It uh, happens again. Um, it's Georgie playing Kenlock in down the left-hand side. Um, I think again, kind of similar to Hesketh catching out in Siala. Um I don't know who he, I'm trying to. I, I've not done enough research to care who the Lincoln player is. But Kenlock cuts in on his right foot and puts the guy on his ass. Um is really smart, similar to kind of Jackson picking out Nord at south end, low ball to Dizel, and it's a really class finish from Dizel. Left foot, kind of get, side foot finish across the ball, into the far corner, kind of over the despairing keeper dive and defenders jumping on it. Perfectly hit, right in the side of the net. Um lovely goal. Lovely stuff, Mikey. And um and to lovely be fair to Andre, goal. I think I think he. he you know, he's not going to give you a complete 90-minute performance, but he was he was good on the ball yesterday, classed in yeah. the ball, used it well, and we know that he can do that kind of stuff, and I really hope that he plays on Tuesday as well, Joe. I don't know if that's too many games. I, in two,
4: in I don't think session. he can, but I don't think he can. Oh, he's on the second of course. But also, yeah. the, second, the second England under-20 game, ju- just jumping ahead, clashes with the replay of the Lincoln game, so I don't know whether <laughs> we'll pull him out to play one of those. I, I, I don't know whether him or Downs will come back for that, but but it's it, it's
0: it sets up a grandstand, you know, final 10 minutes, Mikey. Because mm. I, I was sat there having the conversation with the people I was with saying 80 minute mark is kind of you're 1 0 down, you score now, or you basically just let Lincoln win the tie because no one wants the replay. So it kind of forced our hand. With There's a few subs that follow in the next sort of 10 minutes yep. to try to take the game to them. Um, yeah but this is kind of, we've kind of put ourselves in the position of having to do something about the match now, and unfortunately, we didn't do enough.
1: Mm. Uh,
3: yeah, so as you mentioned, R- Rowe comes on for downs, uh, quite a positive change. Kenlock hits a shot just past the post. He seems to be attacking with a bit of confidence at this stage. Which what about Flynn
0: Downs' effort? Is it, Or is that the Flynn... I think that's Flynn oh, Downs'. Oh, no,
3: of course, yeah. Sorry, I, I have completely missed that one out. That was at 1-1, wasn't it? But mm. So that must have been... Just after the, the it goal, was really yeah, it was really close. Two after minutes later,
0: I think. Two, three. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, good, drops the shoulder and yeah, looked close.
4: It looked it looked in from where I was, and then it clattered against the back sort of stanchion post. Mm.
3: Yeah, it, it would be good for Downs to sort of get that sort of twenty-five-yard powerful shot in his locker, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, a bit like Fabinho's effort for Liverpool today. Oh, Brian. Um, Norwood then then comes on for Giorgio, perhaps a little bit too late. Yeah, eight, definitely eight five late. minutes. Mm. I am mean, not sure he got a touch. The fact, the fact that we didn't bring Rowe or Norwood on until it got to one-one mm-hmm. suggests that Lambert was kind of <laughs> happy with it playing out at nil-one, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Mm. And yeah, so that's it. That's that's all there is really to. There's the one chance talk. for. Oh, there's the one chance game.
0: for Lincoln. They could have. I think Hughes is off. It's a shackle chance. I think I can't. I've I've gone looking for commentary bits and pieces, and I, I don't actually recall that. But I think I know they had a site quite near the end. We we didn't really have anything to say. I think we were resorting to pumping balls into the penalty area, and it didn't really work. And the mm-hmm. ball doesn't really stick with Keane. But yeah, and disappointing end really. You were hoping. I think we were all hoping, having got back into it, that we would try and get something out of the game. But yeah, really kind of dour end the, the fixture, to be honest.
3: Would you two? Uh... I, I I made the suggestion that Lambert would have probably have rather have lost that one one nil than drawn one one. Where do you two stand on it?
4: Are you happier
3: um, with one one than you would have been with one
4: 0 Personally, I'd I'd rather still be in the competition and not in it. And I like like I say, I think it's just desserts for picking for making so many changes and getting the one thing you don't want. We now have three games in six days against um after the international break. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just find our whole attitude to the FA Cup, especially, very frustrating. This, but like the EFL Trophy is totally different it's a Mickey Mouse competition that we don't really want to be in, and we can use it to give give minutes to players that aren't playing and help get people fit. But I, I don't know. I just think the FA Cup should be treated with more respect than it is, and we've we've got a big enough squad to handle it. And like I say,
3: yep, I agree yeah. with all that. Yep. Yeah. I I, I suppose in a, in an ideal world we would have. We would have given Dazelle the opportunity to play, and Hughes, um, maybe Wilson as well, maybe even Kenlock. It it made sense that Danasian got a chance at right back, but it would have been nice to have had some of the first team players in as well. Player, you? Yeah, you I, want a, I, I feel like you kind of need a blend between that that league team and the uh, Leasing.com team because that that team that played yesterday, if if it had have clicked. It would have been a little bit pointless because they're not going to play in any of the league games nice. um but yeah so congratulations to Molden and Tiptree at least we've got one local team in the second round they they won 2-1 at Leighton Orient great goals
0: was... did you see the goals Mikey I
3: haven't seen the goals no one of them um, is
0: George He this it I think it's a guy called Slough dribbles from his own 18 yard line all the way through I
4: think he was an FA Youth Cup winner when he was at Sheffield United or Blackburn. Is it Jerome Slew or Jordan Slew? One of them was really highly rated. And then one Parrish, is it
0: Parrish as well, I think. He was at Brentford. He, he smashes yeah. one into the bottom corner. Wow. Two really great goals. Is it
4: they're, Wayne they're Brown, the in the boss league. There? Yeah, they're flying. They're yeah. Top of the league. I think they've won every game this season.
0: Barcelona kit. Yeah.
4: yeah. I watched I watched bit... them in pre-season in the basin where they play. And it was... I'd say... We, we drew nil-nil. It wasn't a bad bad effort against him with our under-23 side.
3: Is it a sticky pitch in Tiptree, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Even I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we go on to some Twitter questions? Do it. Yes,
4: yes. <laughs> the quicker the better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so um, Jack Barham. Uh, quite, a, quite a smart question, this one. Does it seem like Lambert cares more about the cup than the previous manager? No. It...
4: Go on, Jay. Go on, Jay. Well, he, he seems to care less about the cup than the previous manager. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we ever made this many changes under under Mick. I don't know. I just think part of... I say, I, don't, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but part of what Lambert has done yeah. is raise a sort of spirit of the fans and the club. And I, it surprises me that he gets away with not even trying in the Cups where it was one of the biggest criticism levelled at McCarthy that we didn't we didn't ha- ever have a Cup run and he didn't treat the game seriously where I don't really see how Lambert's getting away with it because all Mick was trying to do was finish as high up the league as he could and that's all Lambert's trying to do and our fans want a Cup run we want a big away tie at a Premiership club or stuff like that and a money spinner like how great would it be if we get to the third round and we get a Spurs away and we can all go out to a new stadium or a West Ham away and go there and Cause mayhem with the East Londoners.
3: <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that one as well. Uh, Daryl uh, refers to Ipswich as pro- 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 procrastinate FCR. That's a word that I just can't say, I'm afraid. Even though I've spent most of my life doing it. Um, <laughs> Ipswich have turned a fixture list they could control by playing matches on time into one they can't control by postponing lead matches and flopping in the cup. How can Lambert expect to play his strongest team when he has no clue when they will be playing? Rich?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit already in relation to yesterday, of the Lincoln game, sorry, and and a, a bit more smattering of, of legit first teamers, i.e. the people that were at Rochdale and Southend um, probably would have given us a bit more of an edge yesterday. Um, but he's right, yeah, and we're making these decisions consciously. We're making the decision to totally rotate... You know, 11, 10 players it was yesterday, I think it was. Um, playing a slightly different pers- um, formation, albeit, you know, with Dobber and Keane notionally looking like a frontier. I'm not sure it ever was. Um, I Yeah, we. he's right, yeah. it's it, We are constantly making these decisions. I don't think we're thinking medium-term, we're thinking short-term. We're thinking, oh, well, let's, um, we'll go with the international break because um, Nord needs to rehabilitate... Uh, Vincent Young needs to rehabilitate and Downs is probably our best player and he's away Um, so that deals with the next two weeks but you don't then think about and Joe's talked about this quite a lot in this pod throughout the season this congestion is going to come and it's going to come probably the really crap bit of the season over Christmas and New Year it'll be the you know into the New Year we'll have to move fixtures Tuesday nights there'll be some really crappy away trips as well Mm. that we'll have you know Lincoln is is an annoying distance away I think I'm trying Mm. to remember my um play your stats right or whatever it is, but it's like hundred and fifty odd miles away. You know, yeah. that's another Wednesday night that we're gonna have to travel up, travel back down. Uh, yeah.
4: Well Who's, we've now got to play Lincoln on the Wednesday, Blackpool on the Saturday and Wickham on the Tuesday. And yeah and I think if we if well we are through in the EFL trophy aren't we? I think we're yeah. I think we're totally through. We're gonna end up potentially with like six midweek games in a row through December. November's November, crap, December. isn't it?
0: And let's be honest. Yeah. i i am no, probably... not that was the the only reason I went on Saturday, apart from the very polite and nice gesture of the corporate. Was that's the only game I'm
4: going to see in November at home. Well, we're, we're going to go for a stage of playing one, effectively one league game in about twenty five days, because of and the way we're treating the other competitions. The players aren't planned, so a Luke Chambers, James Norwood, Caden Jackson, they're going to play one league game. They're going to play one game in twenty five days, and then they're going to have to play sort of like five games in. Yeah sort of 15 days so the, you get the
0: flip side don't you so you've got you had 10 players who've, who've hardly featured or you know 5 or 6 players who've hardly featured the last few months who get a game yesterday and are expected to kind of click and dig it straight away now you're going to have players like Norwood as, and who as you say is not going to play for a few weeks and is probably going to lose a bit of match fits and we're going to probably end up arranging behind the scenes friendlies to keep our first team as fit it's just yeah. bizarre and crazy Mikey
4: are, are we relying on our big squad being able to cope with a Sort of an influx of games better than anyone else's? Is that what we're doing? That when we play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday that we can make four or five changes on a Tuesday and have a better team than who we're up against who can't afford to maybe make four or five changes because they haven't got the quality and depth as us? I don't know. It's, it's, like I say, if we get to the end of the season and get promoted, all this will be a moot point and no one will talk about it, but I say I just think we we cancel these games because we don't want to miss one player but then we're happy to rest 10 players for the next game.
0: Oh and we've and we've seen now that our second string against Lincoln's first string um were were good enough for a, just about a draw. You know if we were wanting to play these players and rotate them into the league when it matters um I think these most of these players will be found wanting, you know.
3: Mm. Yeah. One one positive though is that it does give the Saturday-Tuesday does give you more of an opportunity to chat yeah. about something interesting in the midweek shows. i not, yeah. not saying that any of them haven't been interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a keen listener, unlike maybe some members of the podcast who remain nameless. Um, so uh, one person that might not mind about games' annoying distances away from Ipswich is Mullet, and his question is, Andre Dezell, a.k.a. the Orwell Perlow, is he and his goal the biggest success from today's and that's Saturday's debacle, Joe?
4: I think it, I think that is a big sort of a big success of the day, and I think especially the second half performance. The first half wasn't good from him; he struggled. But what you expect is playing right midfield in a four-four-two. He's probably never played that position in his life at any level. And in the second half, he got into the middle of the pitch. He got on the ball a lot. He, Helped to make things happen. He was very good on the ball, as as you expect him to be. Forced the issue a number of times. Some decent passes and a lovely goal to go with it. So yeah, I, I was I was pleased that he got that chance in the middle because I think I, I did see one of the might be a later question, but could he be competing with that with Alan Judge for that role? Who hasn't hit the heights we expect of him this season? Yeah, or
3: Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, Matthew Noble's question. This is perhaps the one that I should have gone for first. Um, he he says Mick would have been absolutely slaughtered for today's team selection. Why is it different for for Lambert? Two week break before Blackpool. We should have been playing our strongest side. Rich, I s- suppose you're in agreement with him. So yeah, I mean we
0: talked a we talked a little bit about the kind of the context for this particular fixture, but the issue with Mick and, our, F and our, yeah, our, our lack of FA Cup under a Mick is that largely we knew that we weren't going to be relegated under Mick and we would have a comfortable mid-table finish and maybe we'd you know, maybe go up near the playoffs or something like that, but we'd be safe. And so the FA Cup was a distraction from being average in the championship. So I think that was why Mick got more pelters from supporters is we, we're not going to challenge up the top. So let's have a distraction elsewhere. And we never mm-hmm. got that. We might have got a bit of a Carabao or League Cup run once, I think, under him when we ended up at Man United. But that's all I think people wanted into the new year was, look, we, you know, just a bit of a distraction. Different teams, we've we've got bored of the championship, haven't been there for 10, 15, whatever years. I'm trying to do the maths in my head. Um, and I think that was why Mick got the abuse. It was context. Mm. Yesterday, you know, top of the league, I think that's why Lambert gets a bit of a a pass is at least mm. in the league we haven't got anything to moan about and yeah if we were you know 12th yeah. in the in league one and we needed something to make our season a little more, a bit more special I think we'd be expecting certainly leasing.com trophy to be trying to win that and an FA Cup round you know round three tie at a Premier League team you know so I think mm. context is important.
3: Yeah I think Mick lost a lot of goodwill when we went up to Manchester United and he played Peter Malachik and Josh Orworth Centre back, and they were up against Anthony Marshall and Rooney and Schweinsteiger, and we'd taken
4: four, 7, it, really? 4, 4 and a half
3: thousand up to Old Trafford, and
4: yeah, it was... yeah, no, and I felt sorry for the sort of the Luke Chambers and the Cole excuses Ooh. of that team. Luke Chambers yeah. might not—I I don't know if he has played at Old Trafford. I doubt it because he's never played in the Premier League. But when he, he had a chance to lead his team out at Old Trafford to go mm. up against Wayne Rooney, and he had to watch it from the stands while some. Um, Polish idiot who could barely <laughs> play football. <laughs> Polish, Polish idiot. Okay.
0: <laughs> quote. There's a quote. Stick that on your tweet. Eight and a half thousand. Eight grand, wasn't it? Yeah. He never played for us again after that. Did he just play in the FA Cup or did he have a league game? He, did he play. actually
3: played quite well that night as well. He I mean, yeah,
0: out, out. did. He it out- and your work okay. They, 30, they
4: did okay
3: that day, but.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Oh.
4: Cult Precious heroes memories. from
0: that cup run. James Alarby, remember him. With uh, his 100% yeah. record of appearances and goals, I think.
4: One mm-hmm. sub-appearance, one goal. And
3: was was it that cup run where um, Lars Torre
4: threw his shirt, <laughs> yeah, his shirt to
3: the crowd? I
4: think that was the game that James Alarby scored in, was oh, okay. it? it? was. <laughs> At Doncaster.
0: The magic of the League Cup, Mikey. Anyway. Um,
3: surely, surely Dave and Stat are going to cover that game at some point and then this week in icfc history fingers crossed for that one anyway um going back to andre Dazel, sorry about the order of these questions dylan says is it just me or did that feel like a huge moment for duzel and he's worked his way back into the picture aside from the goal played some nice passes and in the first half looked like the only one to create anything um i guess we've we've already covered that one haven't we but i think we're all in agreement it could could be a big moment for him and Hopefully, he takes that confidence into the uh, England under 20s, and he comes back uh, ready to go.
4: Um, it's a shame that he is going away because yeah. it'd be nice to have, for him to have another game at Colchester, and then another game in the in the replay at Lincoln sort of three games in a row would give him a real sort of chance to sort of nail something down but it's a shame he's gone away and it's cost him a couple of times Judge the won't get trophy. that
0: opportunity either I remember you talking about that I think a couple of weeks back Joe about Judge is another player who needs a, a run of fixtures to get up to speed and he, he's now off with Ireland isn't he I think he is yeah he was on the bench yesterday and I was, I was thinking he might be one player to I know he played most of the game at Rochdale but he would have been good to play against Lincoln so he misses out now as well it's
3: hmm. poor, tedious yeah <laughs> uh got two questions here they came in scarily close together uh, in a matter of seconds uh craig f at fims 75 and arthur pickthorn both asked questions about will Keane. um i'll read them both and then you can both give your thoughts on them uh craig f said should we still be waiting for will Keane to be up to speed was he an easy signing to make rather than the type of strike that we needed for what appears to be a somewhat direct style of play arthur Pickthorne pickthorn wants to know what kind of striker is will Keane. he's not quick and he's not great in the air seems like he needs perfect service to score goals as he struggles to create anything for himself now i know you're a you're a big uh will Keane th- fan aren't you joe and you were suggesting that Keane and jackson might be our best strike partnership only a couple of weeks ago so i'll let you start on this one yeah
0: what do you think what? now joe
4: well, I, I still think Keane is a really good player and you saw in the second half when we got bodies around him how much better he can look because in the first half he was chasing shadows. He's not very good in the air at competing with the ball. He sort of jumps up and sort of puts his head in his shell like a turtle sometimes and doesn't uh, actually... Colin, Colin kwaner like, Kwaner. Like, like he, do, he doesn't win a lot of headers for his size but get the ball into his feet and there's some lovely touches. I think one of the one of the game, one of the sort of chances in the second half where we broke away was a sort yeah. of... Quick ball nice, to him. Nice touch for emmy, emmy and Hughes, yeah. going, and That's what you got to do. And I think if, if we... Well, like I say, I, I agree he should be fit. Another 90 minutes on Tuesday. And then again in the replay. And like I say, there's we're sort of running out of excuses for both him and Hughes as to be fit. I don't... I personally, I don't think it was a convenient signing. I think it was a good signing. Because I think as a player, he should be sort of too good for this level. But I just... I don't, I don't understand how how it takes him so long to get back fit like emir hughes has been in the match day 18 every single game this season but yet we're told he can't start two games in four days and it's like well mm. he's why why is he in the 18 if he's if he's still not fit he started he started against luton in august he started against milton Keynes. he started a couple of other games it's like mm. just play he, him
3: he doesn't yeah and and when he does start on the bench he doesn't seem to be the obvious choice to bring on in this scenario that we're behind or if we're ahead we seem to just we're, if we're behind we seem to throw the wingers on and if we're ahead we just go a little bit more solid don't we and bring on like an extra defensive midfielder perhaps uh rich are you are you a big fan of will Keane?
0: I'm not going to pretend that I'm a massive fan of his I think I don't know whether it's Arthur or Craig who says what kind of player or what kind of striker is yeah that that was Arthur I think I think that's a really pertinent question I think yesterday I didn't really figure that one out I think um, certainly when I saw him at his best last season the Wigan away game he was excellent in that game and as Joe said that was because we were playing balls to his feet maybe with his back to goal and then he looks to bring in Judge or someone else into the match and then goes again to try and get at the end, at the end of something and yeah. maybe that's his game And but yesterday Dobro wasn't a good foil for him I don't think they were on each other's wavelength at all and he just ended up running around a little bit like a Headless Chicken second half maybe with Dezel around him I think that maybe brought the best out of him as well I was going to call out exactly the same moment that you guys did about playing in Hughes down the left hand side I just think he's not an out and out striker he's a a good forward player um, and it makes me think that maybe we need more strength there in January maybe we need to sign a striker on loan or something like that because I don't think he's going to score us Ten goals, fifteen goals. I think he might make us play better as a team. But if you're expecting him to score those goals, as I say, I don't. I don't think he's that kind of player. But he's yeah, he's got the ability. It's just, yeah. How do you get it out of him? I don't know. It seems like a bit of a luxury. I think if you've got so Jackson, what, do you, what
4: do you do if? Um... What do you do if Norwood gets injured? That's the issue at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're not going to get a like for like. You haven't got anyone 90. that you can play off there. And we're gonna have to, Judge we're going to have Hunt to change. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. or Armando Dobra. Yeah, yeah. we're going We're going to have to change to, if Norwood, anything would happen to Norwood, you'd have to go to sort of a 4 where you've got players around a, effectively, Will Keane because he's going to be the only person that can lead the line to an extent because neither mm-hmm. Sears nor Jackson could. And there's a big worry if you lose Norwood. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, Tony Storton Joe uh, wants to know if you think it's the end of Toto's chances after today's second terrible performance in a row is how he described it and another penalty given away he added love the show
4: I, d- I don't think it's the end of his chances but ultimately he is now our fourth choice centre back he is behind I think I'd probably put Chambers and Wolford in as one and two James Wilson is number three and Toto is number four and mm. Unless there's injuries or suspensions or we stick to three at the back. And he, he isn't going to play because he's fourth choice now. And he is going to be someone that's coming in for the cup games. And as a player, he's not really someone that dips in and out of a team and looks good. He's a player that needs a run of games to get himself mm. up to match sharpness. So I, I don't think we're going to get much out of him this season.
0: He should be playing these three games in a row, though, shouldn't he? The, sorry, yes, um, Lincoln twice and Colchester, I think he... he to me, he looks a little bit off it, off the pace. I don't think he's up to full fitness yet. It's just decision making. We talked about this constantly. I don't, I didn't think he was terrible on Saturday. To be honest, I think he's just. It's one of those situations where he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. If it, mm. if Wilson is there dealing with that situation, I'm sure <coughs> Wilson puts his boot through that and kicks it into the co-op stand or something. He just, yeah, he just seems to be a little bit like, calamitous. Mm.
4: There's such well, fine margins, though. If he, if he warms up properly for that. Tournament in Germany, he <laughs> probably starts a season first choice with Chambers. Yeah, and we, don't see Wolfen, we do probably we. don't sign James Wilson. Yeah,
1: mm.
3: sliding doors moment, perhaps for Toto what, what What's worse, NCLA's form or the chant that doesn't seem to be sung anymore about Enciala.
4: <laughs> Both, no comment. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, uh, change of direction now, uh, Rich Cornish Mariner. Uh, This is a good question for all of us, but I'm sure it would be one that Benjamin Bloom would like to get his teeth into. Uh, He observes that Nathan Jones has joined Jack Ross and Paul Hurst in failing to make a success uh, after jumping to a bigger club. Is this just a fluke, or is it getting harder for younger managers to succeed in the higher levels?
0: It's a great question, that. It got me thinking earlier. The, The thing with... Well, the thing that we've been talking about on the pod all season is, and is League One is is really crap, isn't it? Let's be honest. The standard of the division is really low, and maybe, maybe what Championship clubs have done is assume that teams that get promoted, you know, they're, they're much of a muchness in comparison to Championship peers, and therefore they can make that step much easier. I just feel that Nathan Jones felt to me that he hadn't really proven anything. He hadn't taken Lincoln up, and had he stayed there, Mason. I think. He, Luton yeah did I say Luton yeah. Lincoln sorry I said yeah. I meant yeah. Luton uh, yeah. Hurst hadn't really achieved anything with Shrewsbury that you know he didn't he failed at the final hurdle as well um well not as well but I just feel that timing fit and maybe an over uh, an overestimation of how of how good league one is I think is a factor here mm-hmm. I think Nathan mm-hmm. Jones will get another job but I don't think he'll win the championship Hurst is out to go down to league two so I think maybe there's some timing in there but I just think the easiest way for a, an up-and-coming League 1 manager to get a job in the Championship is to get a team promoted. <laughs> Take your team into yeah. the Championship and then build your, and your stature stick, and reputation stick, there. Stick with them. Yeah. Nathan yeah. Jones the, would be... The Cowley seem to be doing don't. well, though,
4: don't they? They, yeah. they, they, they could be bucking the trend. But the one thing I would say about both Paul Hurst and Nathan Jones is both of them seem to fail not doing it on their own terms as well. Like Hurst had this style yeah. that he played at Shrewsbury that i watched this in pre-season we looked like we were going there then as soon as the season started we were all over the place it was four four one four four two two sorry four four two three five two left didn't actually left wing back and it's like you had something that worked previously and you didn't use it nathan jones had that diamond working brilliantly at luton and then the next manager that went in there mick harford just kept playing the same formation Hmm. even this year Hmm. graham jones who's taken over at luton is still playing that diamond formation Nathan Jones worked on that, got that work in a tree, went to Stoke and never played a diamond. And it's like, I know you've got to adapt to the players that you've got, but if you've got a style that's working for you, you need to try and fail on your own terms, don't you, as opposed to failing on that. And I think a big difference as well is the size of the clubs in the championship compared to League One. At League One, I I know we're in there at the moment, but we run quite a small structure club, but... These, these clubs, they, they sort of run like it's back in the 70s and 80s, like Bobby Robson, where the manager was ordering the toilet paper and appointing the cleaner and stuff like that. They, they are doing every single part of the job and every single part of the club. You come to a club, even like Ipswich, but especially a Stoke or a um, team like that and they are just a small cog in a in a much bigger machine. There's an the infrastructure head- there, isn't there, Joe? They've got a yeah. massive academy that someone running that has the ear of the sort of the MD. You've got Big commercial teams you've got big web teams and the manager can't control everything like they're used to and it, that's a that's a big difference to make and i think maybe sometimes there's a struggle with that that they want everyone in on their side they want to control every part of the club and you just simply cannot do that at a big club yeah great call mm,
3: yeah great answers from both of you there uh we've we've heard from uh, cornish mariner so we'll stay down south keep twitter questions Southern. I thought we were uh, going to do Tim something
0: Am- about Chaucer. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Canterbury uh, Tim- Tales.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: Tim Pashley. Um, Tim. Canterbury Tales. There you go. Uh, if, if- <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to Loving find the that. angle for you, Mikey. <laughs> uh, he, he wants to know, if we do get through, and that is a big if, uh, what would be the worst possible draw? Uh, have, you lo- have you looked at it? Um, he asked He asked Chichester. No that that's absolutely fine with me Tim that's nice and southern he has a connection there cuz obviously his son was playing there until fairly recently um but is there any that you'd really hate to play against well, League
4: one. one it's just another league 1 team yeah yeah north Or, Mars up north. or away yeah Sunderland
3: yeah. away or something like that
4: molden and Tiptree away would be nice
3: yeah or molden and Tiptree
4: at home would be pretty cool wouldn't it It'll yeah be Rotherham
0: or mm. yeah
4: yeah, you just don't want another League One team. There's enough interesting teams in there to not play someone you're going to be playing in I the League. I quite like
0: Solihull Moors. How about that? That's right up my strata, that is.
3: Keep Literally. away, away those Midlands. <laughs> Big time. Um time. So uh, Craig F said, on last week's Midweek Show, Ben com- commented that the postponing of matches was a success when we beat Rochdale. Um what about matches that followed the enforced break? Did rustiness affect Doncaster and Accrington performances? And could it happen again?
4: Yeah. Go on, Joe. Yeah. Well, just um, just quickly, after the Doncaster game, Cole Scuse was man of the match and was up in the corporate bit doing a little interview. And he said for the first half they struggled to get going after the break. It seemed to have affected them more than they thought it would. So... From the horse's mouth, indeed. There. But um, mm. but I suppose the only benefit of this linking replay is our game after the international break is the replay of the cup. So if we don't win that one, then we still have the league game next. So it's not a league game we haven't won due to the international break curse.
3: <laughs> Wonderful. Another another change of direction here, uh, Will Airy. Um, this this will really show how down with the kids you are, um, Rich. Are you aware of the fight that happened between KSI yeah. and and Logan? Yeah, Logan
4: that, was, Paul? that was well. That was well sick.
3: <laughs> hey kids,
0: yeah. how are you doing? Two guys off MySpace, wasn't it, Mikey? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I think one of the. I think it was Bebo versus MySpace. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ipswich Town player, past or present, who would you back in a boxing ring? He questions, maybe Jay tab to reinvent himself yet again. I think he'd be pretty good. in. I, think, I mean, yeah. he must be only a flyweight now with all the weight is lost to do yeah. horse racing. Nippy, wouldn't he?
0: Yeah, to be fair, so this is how down with the kids I am, Mikey. I, The kids will know that what I'm saying here. KSI was much better when he just did videos about FIFA. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but I think um, anyone would... I'd quite like to see Thomas Holy versus Tyson Fury. I think that'd be quite an interesting one. I think Coochie on his day might have been quite good in the in the ring as well. I don't know. Am I missing anyone really obvious? Is there a footballer
4: punch? George Santos, I reckon, would Santos. be hard. Yeah. Santos, hard
3: Santos versus Diallo would be he quite good. He was more with handy him. with his,
0: his, his boots, though, wasn't he, Santos? Yeah. He, he Unless his fists. I'm trying to think. Magilton got into a bit of fisticuffs, didn't he, with... Major versus Jono. We'll do that one. we we'll undercut Mauricio
4: we'll Tarico would be yeah. a dirty fight, I'd imagine. There'll be some shots below the belt when the ref isn't looking. Exactly right, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like we'll get, we're onto something here. Surely uh, well, the
4: beat is the one, then, isn't he? The, oh, yeah, the strongest, yeah. the quickest, the, the most everything He's, the beat I, in the ring. I he'd reckon really he'd be like. It, yeah,
0: I watched um, Snatch the other day. I reckon the beat would be like. Um, Brad Pitt in that film, in that he'd be running around the ring, he'd take some beatings, and then suddenly he just sparks some guy out with one punch. That's that's how I see it. And the beat would be yeah. a really great boxer name as well, wouldn't it? He'd, he'd yeah. probably
4: have a better Irish accent than Brad Pitt managed to for that
3: <laughs> film as well. <laughs> and I suppose, yeah, jo- George Santos could be Gorgeous George, couldn't he?
4: There you go. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Perfect. Um, Justin uh, says, Loving the podcast again this season. Thank you very much, Justin. This is Justin. CUK. Um, so, Dazella's, Murin, Tyson, and Messi in one. Can we get 250,000 for him in January? Uh, I think he's, that's a flippant question, that. Uh, but more importantly, our second string team was as good as a mid table size from League One. An FA Cup win would be good, but who would prefer the league and
4: leasing double? If, yeah, to, to be honest, if we were to take one competition seriously out of the two, I'd be quite happy to go for the leasing.com trophy to try and win that because we have a realistic chance of winning that. Con- well, with the best team in the competition, aren't we? In reality, we are, the... as things stand, we're the best team in League One. We're the best team in the competition. So there's no one to fear in that. But I can't imagine we're going to win the FA Cup. Is it
0: all Southern teams that we play, Joe, until the semis as well? I think until it's the finals? The finals. Final, yeah, I think it's Southern. So until the semis. I'm trying to think of any decent, all the decent teams in, around us in the league. Is Gilling, um, Wickham, are they Port, still in it?
3: Ports, yeah. Portsmouth.
4: Portsmouth. Uh, Pretty handy. I say some of the top teams in the league are southern, and you'd have to beat some of them. But I say if if we get within a couple of games of Wembley, I'd like us to give it a go. I can see why you'd rotate up until that point, and I think we're doing it exactly right in that competition because it's a Mickey Mouse one. But when you get there, one game away from Wembley, you've got you've got to play your best team at that point because it's a big money spinner, and it's a big. I say it'd be a massive day. I say I know it's crap competition but I'd love to get to Wembley as an Ipswich fan and I'd much rather be there in the leasing.com final than the playoff final yeah because I want to be hell. I want to be straight up <laughs> we'd we'll be bricking it if we you on the playoff final wouldn't we
3: so yeah. you've you've heard it here first the the leasing.com trophy is the real <laughs> quiz um so let's move on to play your stats right um are you two going to go up against each other or do you want to do it together how are we going to do this
0: should we f- do you want to tell us what the um, topic uh, the, is, Mikey?
3: It is uh, height. Ipswich Town players and height.
4: Go for it, yeah. yeah. We'll go against so it each is, other.
3: It is quite literally higher or lower. Um, and we're going to start with David Johnson, who is five foot six. Uh, next up, J Tab, Joe. Higher or lower than five foot six? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Mikey's reckon... been doing some
4: prep, hasn't he? I reckon he is higher than five foot six. Yeah, five foot seven.
3: According to Wikipedia, he is five foot seven. Um, Matt Holland, Rich,
0: higher. That's I reckon he's. I reckon slightly rec-
4: easier question is Matt Holland taller than Jay Tab? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, pipe down, Joe. Matt Holland
4: is is five
3: foot. <laughs> is five eleven. Five, nine. five Five nine. Foot nine. Is he yeah. deceptive? Good, good leap though. Uh, Arnold Murren... Is next up for you, oh. Joe? I'd... Joe's getting the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting the hard ones. Do you remember my <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't Was know, he Were yeah. you alive when he was playing for us? Don't think you I, were, were you? I wasn't alive when he was yeah. playing
4: for us. I would say he looks quite sort of wiry, and so yeah. I'd say maybe maybe like, taller.
0: A little bit taller, I'd go that. Uh,
3: according to go- my Googling, he's only 5'8". Uh,
4: well, I uh, haven't met him, and I've, he looked taller than that when I met him. So Okay, so...
3: This, yeah, so Rich, chance to take the lead here. Um, He's
4: <laughs> only taller than Arnold <laughs> Murray.
3: <laughs> it's Richard Naylor.
0: Yeah, I'd say nay, I'd, It Wasn't Naylor bang on six foot?
3: Uh, yeah, but roughly six foot six foot one. Um, next up, An easy one for you here, Joe. Jason
4: DeVos. Taller than Naylor. Correct, so he
3: was six, six foot th- four. Was, yeah, six foot three, six foot four. Mm. Uh, Shefki Koochee? Rich,
0: a little bit. Sh- I think he's six one. A little bit shorter than Doos. Uh
3: Six six foot two. Um, Russell Osmond, Joe. Higher <laughs> or lower know. than six foot
4: two? I'd say he's probably like six foot one. Nice.
0: No, is he got? is he six
4: footer? He's just sent a half, wasn't he? Yeah,
3: he's six. He's six foot on the dot. Is it? Um, Mikey, faith- can I just
0: understand what's the um, what's, well, how's how's your ordering played, and what's your thinking behind the order Have you just have you got Guinevere out? Is this how Paul Lambert does his teams? <laughs> I'm just wondering what the sequence is. I'm just. To... Anyway, you're you're
3: such a back backseat quizzer. Yeah, sorry, you, man. <laughs> I know you're hosting as well. Do a great um, job, Mikey. Next up is uh, Fabian Wilness. Higher or lower than six foot?
0: A little bit lower. I want to say lower, but not by much. Like five nine, ten. five nine ten.
3: He's five foot eleven. Oh, um, you. Yeah, another one that was good, and he's punched above his weight in the air, didn't he? Uh, and to finish, Luciano Ciavelli, Joe.
0: <laughs> that was the obvious <laughs> one, wasn't it?
4: <laughs> um, I, I remember him being quite tall. I'd say he was 6-1. Yep, you bang Very on. Cool. So, yeah. Very impressive
3: stuff, guys. I think yeah, Rich edged that because you got one of them wrong. questions (laughs) It's always fun, though, isn't it? It's great Um, when
0: Joe doesn't ruin it as well because Joe's usually spot on. So I'm quite happy to take the win off Joe. I'm
3: surprised Joe's still on the call here. I can tell he's absolutely (laughs) livid
0: about losing. Furious. That's the real quiz.
4: Yearbook out for (laughs) preparation for next week's. uh,
0: Joe reads a book a week, so. uh, yeah,
3: smart smartest guy I know. <laughs> um, next up for town is the Leasing.com clash oh. at Colchester. Uh, so we'll review that one in midweek. Uh, Rich, I look at you for the midweek show. You're, the... Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if it's me. I'm not going to it, and I don't know whether no. it's on. I follow, but we'll sort of some. We'll be back. Someone hmm. from the pod will be back to talk about that one. Are you going to that one, Joe? Are You one of the. To a Ooh, um,
4: I have got a ticket, but I don't think I'm going to go. I'm in Centre Parks this week, so I got a ticket on the odd chance I'm able to sneak away. But I've been, I sort of tried to float the idea with Mrs F, and I got quite short shrift. So I think I may be struggling to get away for it. But never say never. From you did go I've to Strat-
3: you did go to Stratford today, though, didn't you, Joe? So you must have got some brownie oh, points. Top to drive down there? From what no, I, saw. I was in
4: Norwich actually. I was at Chapel Field in Norwich. Ooh, oh, God. I was up there. Just wow. doing, some, doing some scouting. I've noticed that the Norwich shop in Chapelfield is closed, so it, that That's was it. nice. I didn't have to walk past that.
3: Okay.
0: From what I understand, Mikey, from my brother-in-law, who's a U fan, there might be more of us on Tuesday night than them. I think they still do the boycott, and I don't think oh, okay. the magic of the leasing.com trophy is kind of rubbed off on them. So
4: I, I thought they'd boycott most of their games.
0: It seems. E- Ooh. And a good win for Coventry there on Saturday as well, by the way. <laughs> we'll get Coventry in the third, in the second round. That'll
3: they're, that'll they're really. coming up, aren't they? Uh, rich, seventh of December.
0: Or... Yeah, the Ipswich Derby. Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> there could be a few of those. Though it's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, another break before we finally return to league action at home on Saturday the twenty third against Blackpool. Uh, ben was at the Brian Clough Derby at the weekend, so please check out his match day experience on YouTube. Always a good watch. Uh, always seems to include Shaley in them now as well which is obviously doing well for him on the YouTube channel um Joe the under 23s in action this week I'm get well guessing they're in action in the leasing.com aren't they
4: yeah they will be there but also the bigger news FA Youth Cup we obviously beat Kings Lynn 6-1 on was it Wednesday night mm. and we actually have to, we've drawn if we beat Exeter in the second round we've drawn Cardiff in the third round and the game with Exeter because the Kings Lynn tie was so late the game with Exeter has to be played by Saturday This Saturday, so the game will be this week. It hasn't been announced yet when it is, but I spoke to a few secret squirrels behind the scenes, and I think they're hoping to play the game on Saturday at Portman Road, Saturday afternoon. So that would be if if they can do that, that'd be pretty good with the first team on an international break. That some people maybe had to get their hit of football down at Portman Road on Saturday afternoon against Exeter City and have a few beers, give the give the young boys some support, and uh, sort of fingers crossed that it's Saturday because I'm away Monday to Friday, so I don't want to miss it, but. (laughs) Hopefully Saturday night will be, or Saturday afternoon, so I'll, I'll be tweeting about that on the Academy Twitter feed, so just sort of keep your eyes peeled, listeners, for that, if you're at a loose end.
3: Wonderful. And, and, Rich, anything going on on your Twitter feed this week, out of the normal or just no we, epic bands.
0: Just yeah, just talking about KSI and Logan Paul, Mikey, as yeah. a, as I tend to do most weeks, and, and um,
3: being a chill, general chilled out entertainer. Oh. I've
0: I've I've made some um, broad promises to do some more video content at some point. So, I think Ian Marshall was kind of seeking a top ten goals compilation. We've already got the number one sorted. Um, so that might happen I need to do a Pablo one I've got Jono's one that I've been supposed to been doing for about a year so yeah we'll do more of that and it's Coochie's birthday when we're recording and we put his debut goal against Watford in there Um, lovely goal it was a nice yeah nice ball from a lovely Lovely assist from from Jim Wood that day was superb go looking for that one and the Bristol City 6-0 was on I think on this day back in I don't know twenty. I want to say 2010 probably wrong yeah what was that
3: John Walters uh, retweeted it, didn't he? He did. And, yeah, made a nice comment about Jimmy Jilton as a
4: manager. Yeah. Uh, which what, is... what was the comment? He just he I tagged think him, He just I think. said,
3: Jim at Jimmy Jilton, great manager, or something like that. And he used the wizard emoji for Pablo Cuniago. Um, yeah, nice. Which is Jim great. Jim is on uh,
4: Instagram, it seems, at the moment. And he's been
3: pretty active on there the last few yeah, days. Yeah, he's very so. busy on social media at the moment, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe, very, uh, maybe. Is he directing Northern Ireland's new assistant manager? Possibly,
4: he's part of the setup currently. I, I'd, I'd be interested more whether he's going to go with Michael O'Neill to Stoke because Ooh. I know he's part of the setup there. That that might be he might be going that way, but I know he does a lot of the Could development be, yeah. for the under twenty ones, sort of all the young young age group teams. So,
3: this space, good cop, bad cop at Stoke. So yeah, any any final words from the two of you before we bid farewell?
0: No, I'm off to have a lemon tart and a millionaire shortbread, Mikey.
4: <laughs> wonderful and you Joe no, nothing from me
3: yeah well enjoy centre parts keep, and keep uh, an eye out for the youth cup
4: game that's what I'll say yeah, yeah the
3: youth cup game fingers crossed for next Saturday be careful what you wish for